0: What's up, professional elves? This is the Christmas Pros Podcast, the only podcast for all things professional holiday decorating. Listen in as we meet some special guests, including vendors and industry leaders, to discuss the professional Christmas lighting industry and everything that goes into it. I'm your host, Zach Marker, the head elf. I am also the owner of Elves and Ladders Holiday Lighting in Philadelphia and the founder of Tinsel CRM, the CRM designed for the Christmas lighting industry. While the professional Christmas industry could feel like one giant family, there are certainly competitors just like in any other industry. This podcast does its best to leave all the drama aside and gives you just the facts while having some fun. So pop those headphones in, start your pre-bulbing, and enjoy the show. What's going on, folks? I'm Zach Marker, your host. On today's episode, we speak with Brian Bogie from New York and just outside the city. Brian owns Christmas Lighting Company of New York, where he services New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. Brian also owns Second Nature Lawn Care as well. And he's also the sales manager for Holiday Bright Lights, or as you'll hear it said in the show, HBL, which is based out of Omaha, Nebraska. So Brian, welcome. Tell me a little bit about your business. Uh, You started them both at the same time. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Yeah, we started uh, the lawn and tree service business uh, in the spring and then uh was looking for something to do during the winter and uh my options were snow which i desperately did not want to have to do with snow plowing so i started looking for other options and christmas lights kind of came up on the radar a little bit and decided to jump into that and uh go from there and see how that played out still doing it so
0: (laughs) and that was back in 2004 so almost 20 years
1: yeah almost 20 years and uh we were the guys that when we first started, there was no such thing as an LED, and most of the local guys, when they heard I was going to do Christmas lights instead of snow plowing, laughed at me and told me that nobody would ever pay me to do Christmas lights. And here we are, and yeah, here, you, and here you are also, later. also this the sales manager
0: for HBL, right? Holiday bright, Holiday bright lights. For those of you who don't know that. Home yeah, yet.
1: that's correct. Yeah. Yep. So, Holiday Bright Lights was one of my main vendors as an installer, and about four years ago I was approached um, to come on board and help them sell some products. So, uh, I took it as an opportunity and uh, running the Northeast, uh, which comprises about thirteen states, uh, for Holiday Bright Lights. Which Which business is your favorite? Is it the uh, Is it the long care? Or is it the Christmas? Oh no! It's Christmas by far. Um, yeah. The it's. The roles have flip-flopped. Originally, uh, the the Christmas idea was just to kind of float the bills through the through the winter, and um, probably over the last seven or eight years or so, uh, the roles have reversed, and and now the the lawn care is more just to kind of get us through the summer and keep some of my guys on year round. Um, yeah, the Christmas is so much more fun. Um, it's a little bit more hectic on a you know with you know you can't call a rain day and push christmas day back a couple days it's going to be on the 25th every year no matter what you do so uh, a little more stress involved in that but definitely more fun get to be a little bit more of an artist it's it's uh for me it's flip flopped. uh we we definitely do a lot more volume in christmas now um more guys in christmas for sure so Um, you know, not only from a financial standpoint, but from a fun standpoint, I enjoy Christmas.
0: Yeah. You keep, we hear that a lot more and more, um, every year it's, you know, people get into Christmas to kind of, um, keep their people during their off season from their other business. But at the end of the, you know, after a few years, it's, it's always flip-flopping. It seems like people are just keeping their, their mowing business just to, you know, keep their Christmas light people year round with all their other, um, different, different
1: industries no definitely and, and i don't even do a full service uh lawn lawn care company we, uh, we don't cut grass we don't plant trees or anything like that we just do the the fertilization and and the spray part portion of the industry um just less overhead for us to do it that way uh kind of streamlined it but uh yeah absolutely and um We started out in the beginning uh, with Christmas and people would always ask us, what do you do in the off season Um, when they're asking about uh, Christmas and and what we do during the summer and everything? And the question was always posed as to my lawn care. What do you guys do during the winter? What do you guys do during the off season? And I would kind of flip it on them and tell them, oh, we, uh, we do lawn care in the off season. And people would look at you funny because nobody ever considered that Christmas would be your core business and the other stuff would be the bolt-on um, we did it for a couple of reasons uh, one it would just get you know some back-and-forth conversation going but it also let people know that Christmas wasn't just kind of uh, uh, get you through the winter thing it was a focus of ours and once you let people know that you did Christmas lights and then during the summer you did some other stuff Uh, they kind of took you a little bit more serious as a decorator um you know opened the doors for a few other things for us to do when we kind of treated that like it was his own business and not just something that we kind of did to keep ourselves busy yeah yeah it's it's pretty crazy that
0: um you know when you first started back in 2004 there's there's just no way to predict that christmas lights would be the bigger business a, a business that runs on average three months a year versus a business that runs on average six or seven months a year, which I believe is what you guys are doing. Half the time, I don't even wanna get into the numbers, but I know it's more more money.
1: Yeah, it, um, it is. Um, our lawn and trees, we start in April, um, and then we usually shoot to finish up around Halloween. Uh, may struggle a little bit into November, uh, but that's the crazy part about Christmas now is obviously when you first started doing residential and, and it's a much narrower window. Um, as you delve more into the commercial and into the municipal type of work, um, I've been pretty lucky and able to stretch my season with some of those larger projects. So we actually have quite a bit of overlap now. We start in October with our big installs and then um, a lot of those folks like to stay up later. So we actually install from October until April now. Um, between the install and the takedown so uh, this past year we finished up I think April 3rd or 4th on our takedowns which we've never gone into April I don't like to go into April but it just kind of played out with some weather that way um, but what it's done is is it's extended our Christmas season to be as legit of a time period as we could do to get it up from that 6 to 8 week quick hitter to now you know we're at 6 months of Christmas and it, it also allows us to retain our better help, our crew leaders. Um, we used to lose guys in February and March because we didn't have a whole lot of work. And, and then we would struggle to get them to come back in the spring because they already found something that was a little bit more steady. So now we're able to provide that steady 12 months out of the year to, to our main guys. Yes, yeah, so that's
0: definitely uh, one of the bigger issues in the industry is, is labor. Um, not necessarily finding great labor, because that's a, that's an issue too, but uh, finding recurring labor for something that's so seasonal. Um, I, I am probably, I would say we start installs in October, maybe even September, uh, depending on what you want to count. Um, and then we go through the end of February. Um, we try not to get into March, but that right there is October, November, December, January, February, that's five months. Uh, you can't expect guys to not go out and find another job because I don't have another. Um, I don't have another business. I do Christmas lights only, and so I got to get everything I can done in five months, maybe six months. Um, but I can't pay somebody to be with me for twelve months, or I can't pay everybody to be with me for twelve months. Um, so, and you can't expect them not to go out and find another job in the process of being laid off from us because uh, that, that's just unreasonable and so that seems to be one of the biggest issues
1: it is absolutely and i you know um, i struggle with the same thing i do have the lawns during the summer but there's such a drastic difference in the size of those two companies at this point um that i don't have much carryover i'm still looking like everybody else for that labor over the winter um you got to get creative with where you find those guys and um We've kind of partnered up with some other seasonal companies that have no interest in doing Christmas, Um, and they had their guys going and working in like a pizza joint or a deli or something during the winter. Um, We're able to pay those guys more um, and significantly more to get them out of that warm environment and be willing to go out into the 20 and 30 degree cold because, you know, you pay them enough more they'll come out and work in the cold and that's what we've done and like i said we've kind of done some strategic partnerships and i've also had some guys coming back for a long time where now they're bringing some of the friends and and things like that so um it's always a struggle when you first start out but i find you know as always when you get more exposure and your company grows a little bit all of a sudden the guys start knocking on your door to come work for you as opposed to you having to beat down their doors to get them on board um, but yeah, it's a struggle. Um, it was my single biggest limiting factor as I was trying to grow the business um, you know, over the first 10 years or so was finding that, that repeat labor to come back. And um, it wasn't so much the labor, it was the crew leaders, the guys that understood the jobs because you can't get a guy trained and 100% up and going in a season. So if you're replacing those guys every year, by the time you get them kind of up to speed with what you're trying to do, the season's over and that's why you, you can only get so much because you're constantly training new guys. Now to bring in three or four new guys every year uh, and train those up, but you've got your core group, um, much easier, much smoother to plug in a couple guys here and there, than replace a whole group. Yeah. that's uh, <clears throat> That's been my struggle the last few years. Um, I and That makes it a
0: lot harder for me to get off the truck and, and off the roof because – I, right now, am the only one who knows how to run a crew in my business. Um, Well, actually, I have two other guys, but uh, they're not, you know, they just started with me last year and I kind of threw them to the wolves and and they worked. But um, you can't expect to to train somebody in September and have them run a crew in October, November, December. It's just not going to happen or it's not going to happen efficiently, at least. Um, And so that's definitely been the biggest struggle for us is um, how do we, how do we get more crew leaders um you know crew managers and how we keep, how do we keep them year after year without with only having six months worth of work for them
1: it is and, and that's that's why you know for those guys out there listening uh, you got to get creative um and find some other seasonal businesses that aren't you know aren't being creative and finding something for their guys over the winter um and, and you know talk to them talk to the owners of those companies, let them know what you're doing, maybe, um, or just approach the guys directly. And just the the rule, um, long, long time ago, um, one of the guys that I talked to when I first started, um, his whole thing was, you gotta pay the guys a couple bucks more an hour. He's like, they're not gonna come leave their comfort zone and stuff. You give them a couple bucks more an hour, not only do you grab those guys uh, and keep them from some other jobs, but then they come back year after year. it's tough but we're selling a luxury service it's you know we're not it's not for everybody um what we do is not something that everybody buys or wants so um keep in mind uh it's a luxury service and it's also dangerous we're up on ladders we're in trees we're on roofs um so treat it treat it as such, and that way, you can pay your guys more to keep your good guys coming back. Yeah, yeah. And What Brian's talking about is make sure
0: you're charging enough. Uh, it's a luxury service. You don't have to charge you know, two, three dollars a foot just to get the job. Charge your five, six, seven, eight dollars a foot, whatever you are, depending where you're at. Charge what you need to charge to get the right guys doing the job and doing it safely as well. And
1: it it leads into a better type of a client as well. Um, you can tell your jobs from from the handyman down the street. Um, that just you know got the call from the homeowner because he painted a house and he doesn't do Christmas lights, but he's going to take the job because he's slow. Um, that's not who we're competing against. And um, you know Zach and I were talking before we started this uh, that I don't know any install company that gets into early to middle of December and is begging for more work. Usually we're all tired and ready for the season to be over. Um, I also know guys that charge a different price in September, October versus November, December. Um, I've never been a fan of that because your labor and your material and everything all costs the same, whether it's September or is December. Um, so we charge the same from beginning to end. Um, there's no need to scale up or charge differently. Uh, just top dollar to begin with. Um, the idea with that though is you have to back it up. Now, you you know you have to walk the walk. If you're gonna talk to talk, the talk you're gonna charge somebody premium. You better be on the phone. You better be servicing those accounts quickly. uh, If some some issues do arise, because otherwise they're going to start to lose the uh, perceived value. Um, That's the biggest struggle with our industry is um, dealing with that that client that says it's just Christmas lights and you explain to him it's not just Christmas lights it's it's a legitimate business it's got the overheads it's got the costs um, but we're also given that that premium service you know, somebody calls in it at, at 10 o'clock in the morning we do everything we can to try to get that account serviced that day um, if not definitely the next day we don't let it go more than 24 hours um, without a service call you have to give that 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 level of service it's too short of a season for a client to go out without lights on their house for a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. And they're paying nine times out of 10, they
0: are paying a premium price. And um, they only, you know, like you said, it's too short of a season. They only have, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, maybe even less than that, depending on when you install them with their lights. Every day counts, every day counts. And um, it, it, it's major to make sure everything's working. It's funny you said, um, you know, clients say that it's just Christmas lights. When it's really not, it's a legitimate business. But it's funny because um, in my business, elves and ladders. Whenever any of my guys get frustrated and they're doing all this, that's our that's our kind of mantra to get them back down to earth. I'm like, guys, relax. It's just Christmas lights, right? They're like they get sometimes they get so frustrated they, yep. I don't know, a bulb breaks or whatever. They get frustrated, do whatever they got to do, and it's just like. Bring it back down to earth, guys. It's just Christmas lights. It's just Christmas lights, and they all they all laugh at that because they know they're getting paid a lot of money to put Christmas lights up, and me coming out here and saying. And they know this is my world right this is uh, the only business i have this is how i make my living and for me to say it's just christmas lights kind of it cracks them up a little bit
1: no i i agree it's funny because yeah you can look at it from both ways with the client it's it's not just christmas lights it's it's complicated it's dangerous but yeah when you're dealing with the guys or even yourself get into that season and you get start getting frustrated um yeah i'll have that conversation in my own head sometimes it's just christmas lights you know we're we're not doctors and surgeons here it'll be okay more with
0: brian right after this message today's episode is sponsored by our very own tinsel crm tinsel crm is a christmas installer industry specific software to keep track of all of your christmas lighting clients and projects tinsel crm logs invoices and payments handles scheduling and keeps track of all of your inventory Tinsel CRM basically runs your Christmas light business for you. For more information, head on over to tinselcrm.com. That's t i n s e l c r m.com. Enter promo code cpp to get a special rate of just $69 per month with no long-term subscriptions, which means you can cancel anytime. Once again, that's tinselcrm.com, promo code cpp, which stands for Christmas Pros Podcast. Let's talk about the kickoff, Holiday Bright Lights kickoff. That is in Denver this year. You want to talk a little bit about it?
1: Yep. So we are going to Denver. Um, We've changed changed the format up a little bit last year. Um, And we've kind of um, taken a little bit of a deeper dive into that new format, which is um, less general session seminars and more kind of breakout. Uh, The idea behind that is... um, To have a little bit more of an intimate setting, so you can have some one-on-one with us, but it also allows you guys to uh, choose which which topics you want to go to. Um, You know, some guys never done RGB or twinkly or anything. You know, we always get guys that come in and have never done lights, and in the same room, you've got somebody that's been doing it for twenty years, Um, and to talk about one topic to that same audience sometimes misses its mark so we've broken it out a little bit so we've got some entry-level stuff and then we have got a second kind of more advanced uh seminar um, two-part type things um we've also involved uh, as in the past some of our decorators Uh, so you're not just in front of your sales guys obviously you know we're we're going to be doing a lot of it but we've brought in some of the decorators that we usually do to talk about some things um, with their businesses um, as well as some of the different types of designs that you can do um you know it's not just residential exteriors that uh is out there for christmas you've got you can break it down because there really are different types of businesses residential exterior residential interior commercial exterior commercial exterior um, municipal I mean those are all kind of different animals and and I know with my business um, I don't necessarily like to go inside um, I won't do residential inside um, we'll do some commercial inside it's just a different business and, and my joke with that is uh, my guys are built to be outside they're not they're not inside cats and uh, it's just a different mindset to go inside so we brought some of our of our uh, decorators and that are very good at interior very good at trees um, to help out with some of those seminars. So you, your decorators, I know, correct me if I'm wrong,
0: With Debbie Debbie Donning, right? She's gonna be there?
1: Yep, yep. Debbie is gonna be back. Um, she's gonna be doing some stuff with some interior, uh, some trees, and then uh, we've got uh, Mike Zymanski, um, who's gonna be doing some stuff on uh, business growth and, and your mindset and how to break through some of those mental barriers in growing your business. And then, um, actually, we have a um, somebody we brought on full time at HBL. He's coming from a event background. He had a a really big business in the Denver area for events and not just weddings and small venues, but like legit big uh, events. And he's on. You're talking like event event production lighting and things like that yeah stuff like that where they would do like like sets almost and um you know corporate uh things where from the entry all the way into the seating area was just this whole new room that they would create stuff like that so he's he's come on board his name is darren um and he's going to bring some of his expertise uh, to the kickoff and his role is going to be to help with uh, product development and Things like that so that we're continuing to stay on the cutting edge with some of our products um, Just a different set of eyes with some really good experience coming in from that angle um, And I'm not sure we mentioned um, it is in July uh, July 21st to 23rd in Denver um, It's at the Brown Palace Hotel, which is a hundred-plus year old venue that um, unfortunately Christmas lights up this time of year, but um, they do have a very big display of Christmas during the winter, so I'm sure we'll see some pictures of that while we're there. Yeah, that's awesome. I've never
0: been to Denver, and I think I'm probably going to wind up going, just for everybody at home listening. So uh, if you never met me and I'm there, come say hi. But, um, yeah, so I've been to HBL's kickoff uh, previously. I think the last one I was at was in Chicago. I want to say 2019 maybe that was. Um, really really great event. It's It's not necessarily... Uh, a training more so as it's, I mean it, it has some training aspects, but it's not necessarily this sit down in class with a pen and paper training. There's there's so much more going on there. There's obviously there's the networking events and things like that. But you there's new products. There's it's it's training from a different view. Like like uh, Brian had already stated, they're they're bringing decorators, um, uh, you know interior decorator Debbie Dunning. Um, you have other people coming. event production from darren like you're going to learn all these different things from the pros that aren't in a a traditional christmas light training um so you have the breakout sessions one-on-one so yeah what are some of the topics that are going to be involved in that
1: so some of the breakout sessions that we've got um you know obviously rgb and twinkly continue to grow in the industry and get more traction um not only on the bigger jobs but the residential so we've got some basic twinkly and basic RGB as well as a more advanced for guys that have done it before and kind of looking for maybe some specific things um, we're doing a couple of things on organization and, uh, and operations um, try to keep you guys uh, give you some ideas on how to streamline um, daily operations to do lists maybe some some storage things in your warehouses that can help you guys Um, And then we're gonna dive into some other things like, um, you know, kind of what you would expect, some business basics um, from scratch, you know, right from the beginning of never hung a light, never opened a business, how do we get this thing started to, um, you know, diving into some of the numbers, uh, you know, making sure that, like Jack and uh, I had talked earlier, um, am I charging enough? It's nice to have, um, some of the social media where you can go on and get some ideas what other guys are charging, but each market is different uh, What I charge in New York and what Zach is charging in Philadelphia. We're in big metro markets um, Some of these other smaller markets might not bear it uh, those, you know, what we charge uh, Because we have bigger overheads, uh, you know, my my rent might be twice as much as somebody's paying in, in Omaha uh, so we're gonna to touch on some of that stuff as well as just how you know sales and um, scaling your business and that sort of thing. So talk a little bit more about the uh, the breakout sessions. A lot of it is kind of net tra- streamline, um, go next level, break through some of those glass ceilings that some guys will run into. Um, try to help through. Um, like you said before, it's it's not a traditional. Training where you're going to be there for two or three days in the field, you know, screwing bulbs together and walking on roofs and and that sort of thing. What we're trying to do is get your thought process going. um, Bring us some ideas, get those creative juices flowing as to what you can do to um, increase your sales, increase your efficiencies, make sure that uh, your your margins are where you want them and need them to be. Um, as well as, I mean, there is gonna be some, some hands-on stuff. Obviously, we've got RGB and Twinkly that um, just lends itself to be more hands-on. I mean, you can't put a screenshot up on an overhead projector and, and hope people get it, that some of that stuff will be a little bit more hands-on. Um, but it's a short, condensed uh, seminars and training. So packing a lot of punch into short amounts of time. And like I said, um, you know, get those juices flowing, get the thought processes going. And um, like Zach had said earlier, it's uh, a lot of networking. Uh, the, I, I've gone to Holly Bright Lights uh, conferences as a decorator before I started working for uh, the, the company. And I always like to try to grab one or two things outside of the classrooms and seminars, just sitting down at the end of the day and grabbing a beer with some guys and just talking back and forth. Um, because you do have a mix of new guys and veteran guys all together and the networking is just huge um, just absolutely invaluable uh, And I always seem to walk away with one or two things and um, now that I've been doing it for so long I've, I've talked to some other guys doing it as long as I have and we all seem to think the same thing that if the new guys come to us looking for those tricks and the information and you know ideas that we've gone through to try to flatten their learning curve and things Uh, but at the end of the day please keep doing that because um you guys bring a different energy and a different um kind of set of eyes to the industry a lot of things have changed since we started um not just the leds but the technology with the rgbs and the twinklies and um some of just basic stuff that that you guys are looking at for the first time that maybe we didn't think about for a while. And it's just as as fun for us to pick up some new tips and tricks from the guys that just started as much as it is for you guys to come to the veterans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree there. Um, if you're a newer person out there, uh, newer to the industry, uh, the Facebook groups are probably some of the best places to, to learn realistically. Um, you, you can go ahead on Facebook and just ask a question. And you're going to have dozens of people that are willing to help. You'll always have that person that's like, "Don't do that. Don't do this. D- screw that shit. Don't don't listen to the noise." Um, you really do have a lot of people in this industry that are
1: willing to help out. No, absolutely. And um, if you guys are worried about competition in your market, stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I have competitors in my market. Don't get me wrong. Um, quite a few of them over the last year couple of years have come up. Um, I don't view them as competition. Uh, set yourself apart there's plenty of work for everybody um, don't don't go and drive the market and Christmas lights down into what some of the other industries have done where everybody's you know just price shopping and I can do it for cheaper that's that's not what we're here for let's let's keep it where it is and keep moving forward that way. Because like I said, I've never hit December and said, man, I wish I had another couple jobs. It's always more than we can handle. Yeah, you're absolutely
0: right. You're absolutely right. Um, you're absolutely right. There's, there's definitely competitors in every single market, but make the connections with those competitors and treat them more so as um, friends and less so as competition. And you're gonna be much better off because you're always gonna need that material um, the 15th of December and all the vendors are out and you know what? maybe the person down the road has something for you that you can share with them or share they could share with you uh, make good connections with those people
1: yeah I mean to give you an idea um, we're setting guys up in business now and I'm sure you've seen it um, it's nothing for a guy to do a hundred two hundred thousand dollars in his first year now um, you know companies are set up with better infrastructure um there's a lot more help out there um not on the social media but you know these podcasts that zach is doing um i mean heck even hbl all of our reps have industry experience we're not just guys that sell lights um we all come from a install background whether it's a franchise system or uh, or a startup like I have, or big big companies um, that they've uh, kind of been general managers for. Um, so there's a lot more information out there to get a real running start at it. Uh, to give you an idea, I did eighteen thousand dollars in my first year and thought I was killing it. And, and now guys are doing that in a week in their first week. So um, yeah, the industry has definitely changed. Uh, it it still grew. Um, but then we hit 08 with the recession. That really um, kind of flatlined everything for about four years. Um, as soon as we came out of that recession, yeah, I mean the trajectory of the Christmas industry is just un- uh, unreal. I mean, if anybody ever said that you would go from here to where we are, I would have I would have laughed at them. I was like, there's just no way that you can grow an industry that fast. Yeah. No. Exactly. There's to put to put it into perspective.
0: The Christmas market is certainly growing. It's still a niche market. It's not as big as most other markets. Uh, And if you need proof of that, just Google electricians in my area, you'll find 300 companies that come up. Google HVAC companies in my area, 300 companies will come up. Google Christmas light companies in my area, and you might see a dozen, maybe two dozen. And if you're in a really populated area, you might see three dozen. So while it's Still, there's there's competition out there, sure, but there's it's still a very niche market and there is so much work for everybody to, to get right now that you don't need to be fighting over it and slashing prices. You don't need to charge $2 less than this guy because guess what? You could charge $2 more than that guy and still get just as many jobs as that guy, if not more. And you're going to attract a much better client by doing something
1: like that. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's something I'm glad you brought that up because it's the same in my market as well. Um there's three hundred guys that cut grass, but there's only a dozen guys that, that install Christmas sites. And I would say out of those dozen, I probably talked to six or seven of them on a pretty regular basis in the season. Um yeah, trade materials, trade leads. Um the biggest upside that we've had for a long time is when you walk up to a client to do that quote and the first thing out of their mouth is just so you know i'm getting three other prices and then they tell you who they've spoken to i can't tell you how many of those quotes i've, I've flat turned around and walked away from because i'll tell them john's going to do the same job he's he's a great guy he's already been here just go with him i'm not competing with him well you might be cheaper no i'm not going to be cheaper and that's how the market stays where it is. Because even doing that, it builds goodwill. They'll they'll do that for me as well. Um, but it, it helps maintain the market without really getting into the gray area of collusion and setting setting market prices. Just turn the work down. Those guys are just as good as us. The pricing is all the same. You know, trade information, trade help. I mean, I've even loaned guys out. Um, you know, one of my buddies ended up with a bigger job. Um, and then they added to it and he couldn't get to his other stuff. And just happened. I had a couple guys that were able to go jump in and help out. Um, there's nothing better than being able to throw some trained guys at a, at a job to help somebody get through. It goes a long way with, with friendly competition. All right. So a little birdie told me that
0: HBL holiday bright lights is expanding into, um, other distributors across the country can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes. Um, it's something that we've kind of slowly been um, looking at over the last two or three years and um, kind of made a little bit of a push last year and we're making more of a push. Um, it's it's along a couple of things. It's giving us some brick-and-mortar local pickup um, vendors uh, in local markets. Look, the, the shipping and everything that we're doing that it's costing to ship stuff around the country and the delays and stuff is just it's hurting it it's 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 impeding our ability to get our product into our clients hands so um yeah we are as a group uh setting up more distributors uh around the country uh in in my area um uh i've got a guy out here in new york that's uh been doing it for a long time and um he'll deliver he'll ship he'll do whatever needs to be done and then over the last two years um i've set up in new jersey philadelphia ohio uh mostly in the in the bigger markets for now um but most of those bigger markets are no more than an hour drive and a lot of distributors will bring to you um it's we're going into a lot of the irrigation shops and landscape lighting shops that most guys are dealing with anyway with their their summer businesses so it's it seems to be a good fit um to get guys product in their hands uh in a timely manner and that's that's kind of the whole idea Um, is to take some of the pain points of the shipping costs and and delays in the shipping that we're seeing with UPS and FedEx, take that out of the equation, get it into the local level where you guys can go and pick up or have delivered within a couple hours or same day.
0: So if somebody wants to find out uh, their closest HBL distributor, how can they do that?
1: We are in the process of updating our website and getting all that information out to um, everybody because, yeah, right now it's a... It's a big secret where they're located. Uh, and not by design. it's just uh, we've dropped a bunch of guys in real quick and just haven't gotten the marketing out there to let everybody know about it yet. But that um will be part of what we announce in um Denver. Is uh we'll be we'll talk for a minute about the distributors that we've got and then we'll start releasing where those guys are. So I think I heard to say Philly or
0: Pennsylvania, which is awesome for me because I'm in I'm right in South Philadelphia. Um, that's huge because one of the biggest, uh, things is in, in the busy time of the season when it's like December 3rd and a customer or potential customer says, yeah, I need this done in two days because they're having a party on Friday. Um, you know, you, can't, you don't have that luxury of putting an order in, waiting four or five days for it to get to you. You're gonna lose that customer because they want it on the fifth and not
1: the 15th. Yeah, and then you call all your buddies that are your friendly competitors and nobody has the product either, and you're stuck and you gotta tell the client that you can't get there and they had a party on Friday. And yeah, it, it's it's difficult. So um, the idea again, um, you know, cut out, cut out some of the shipping costs, uh, cut out the delays in getting product in your hands um and those distributors will be um in the price range um so you, it's not going to be oh my gosh i can get it from brian so much cheaper that's not the idea of the distributor the idea is that you can go to those guys and get it for the same as you can with me um honestly it may be even cheaper because you're not paying the shipping so it may actually be cheaper to walk into their stores than it would be to get it from me after you factor in the shipping one of the coolest products, uh, that I think is on the market right
0: now is HBL's, uh, specialty mini light sets. And I'm pretty sure you guys were the first people to do this in the country. Um, uh, but I'm talking the champagne, the ocean, the Rockefeller. They're so awesome. There's, uh, the champagne I believe is warm white, uh, pure white and then a cool white strobe yeah
1: so the champagne is a warm white um pure white and then the strobe is actually a cool white to give it a little bit of a different kind of feel like the the that cool white has that blue kind of tint to it like you know give you ideas bubbles in the champagne um that's pretty interesting because uh we yeah we i think we were the first ones to bring that to 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 market as its own set um that actually came about as we were driving around in atlanta during one of our uh markets down in our permanent showroom and um one of the streets had put a mix of cool white and warm white in a couple of their trees and we drove around that block like three times going man that's really cool we ought to put that together on a set and that's kind of where there was no twinkle to it. So that's kind of what we spun and we're like, man, that kind of looks like champagne almost. And we put a, that cool white in there and, and then it took off. Um, you know, now we've done, uh, we've got the Rockefeller, which is the multicolor with the, the strobe in it. Uh, and we've, ex- you know, we're starting to expand out uh, candy canes and um, oceans and some other things that just some neat combinations um, trying to do. And as, as the industry grows um, you continue to try to separate yourself not only as a distributor but as a as an installer man if you can throw something besides a, a red green and and a warm white at somebody and do some cool stuff uh it'll open some new doors for for you guys yeah it'll definitely open
0: up some doors um one of my favorite things to do is the wall of lights which in philly uh, elves and ladders we named it the grizz wall yep. <laughs> which isn't really you know just to play home words but um wall of lights and we did this awesome wall of lights with um, the ocean set which ocean I believe is blue teal and then a uh, that cool white strobe again and we did we, we blanketed the front of this building with these lights and it really looks like a shimmering ocean and it's so cool it's so different you might think it doesn't have its place in the Christmas industry because it's blue and teal and cool white but it, it stood out so much that we've gotten more compliments on that actual installation than we have on any other installation we did on the block. And we did close to 20 like walls of lights on the block, but that one stood out so much. I think that shimmering, that strobe cool white really played a factor in the wow factor. It, re- it
1: really made it stand out a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, it is. And when that color first came out, um, you know, I hate to say it, but I was a little hesitant because I thought with that color combo, it was going to be real limited with where it was going to be accepted. I was like, yeah, it's great in Atlantic City or, or, you know, Fort Lauderdale, some of these, you know, ocean and beach kind of places. But, man, it took off everywhere. So, you know, let that, let that be a lesson. Don't poo-poo stuff before you really know. Um, I mean, what you think... You know, I, I, it's happened to me a couple of times where, nah, that's not going to work. And just because it, because you didn't think it would work in a certain situation doesn't mean your client will not love it. So don't, don't keep stuff in your back pocket. You know, put that stuff out in front of people.
0: Absolutely. All right, Brian, we're nearing the end of our show. And on the show, we have a little tradition uh, called rapid fire. I'm going to ask you a few quick questions. Just spit the first answer that comes to mind. Don't worry. I'm not going to ask your social security sure. number. It's all supposed to be some fun. <laughs> so let's get started. What is your favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, is that Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? You know, nobody knows.
1: Yeah, well, see, I like Halloween almost as much as Christmas. So that hits, you know, but yeah, it's Christmas right in the name. It's got to be a Christmas movie.
0: What is your favorite Christmas cookie? Sugar cookie. Yeah, I love a good
1: sugar cookie. Just, just yeah, just basic simple Yep. what is your favorite christmas song oh that's a that's that's a little bit of a tougher one um i kind of like linus and lucy um honestly because it goes really cool to the music when i do my house we do a light show at my house to to music and uh that's one of my favorite that along with uh trans, most anything by trans-siberian orchestra is you know, kind of a new edge to the to Christmas. You know, they, they did a whole new genre with Christmas and anything trans-Siberian. What is your favorite Christmas <sighs> drink? Christmas drink? I don't know if I really have. I don't know if I really have a favorite Christmas drink. I mean, hot chocolate's kind of your go-to, but is that really just a Christmas drink? Well, I mean, a lot of people are always saying uh, eggnog. Eggnog's, you know, that's
0: the, the usual go-to. Yeah, I'm not a fan of eggnog, though. So one thing we haven't talked about, and I want to get that in right at the end of the show here, if people want to sign up and go to the HBL kickoff, what do they have to do?
1: Uh, You can go to HolidayBrightLights.com, and right on the homepage are your links for the sign-up for the conference, uh, as well as links for hotels and and everything you need, everything for kickoff is right there on the homepage at HolidayBrightLights.com. Awesome,
0: and it is my understanding that um, the first 50 people that sign up have some kind of giveaway. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Uh, so we are doing a giveaway to the first 50 people to sign up, and that is a uh, camera drone. And we still have about 20 spots that would qualify for that giveaway. Um, that's the big one for signups, but we will have a bunch of giveaways in the conference. Um, I'm going to twist Zach's arm in a little bit, about one from him. And uh, we've got some other uh, vendors that are going to do some giveaways as well as ourselves uh, to kind of spice things up throughout the conference. You don't have to twist my arm.
0: Uh, I assume we're talking about (laughs) Tinsel CRM. You want to give away for that? Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. Yep, Tinsel CRM.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We will work something out after this interview for sure. Um, Perfect. And we'll definitely give something away. No worries there. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. I wish you the best of luck in your install season this year, as well as your expansion with HBL. I will more than likely see you in Denver for the HBL kickoff.
1: You too. Good luck with your install and uh, Tinsel CRM. I've tried it. I really like it. So, uh... You guys, if you haven't tested it out, give it a whirl. It's a really good CRM.
0: Well, that's it for now, folks. For the latest updates on new episodes of the Christmas Pros podcast, make sure you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. See you on the next one. Merry Christmas, you filthy
1: animals.